Hello and welcome back to another TFR podcast. I'm here today with Chris to review the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, which was sensationally won by Sergio Perez with plenty of drama littered throughout. We're going to dive straight into it today and get into the race recap. So Chris, beginning with the start, we somehow had a Ferrari on pole again with Charles Leclerc. So how on earth did that happen with a track like Baku, which is completely different to Monaco? Uh, that's a really good question. Um, <laughs> it was I, I was uh, after like the Monaco Grand Prix. I was telling to like some fellow Dutch people that it could may very well be that Ferrari just like designed their car this year for the st- uh, street circuits, um, and that's what I thought after Monaco. But you said it. You just said it that like Monaco is very different to Baku. Um, it could be like something with the setup or anything because they fell, uh, Leclerc fell back quite easy, easily throughout the race as well. Um, I I think they they maybe just like put this extreme <laughs> qualifying setup on, mm, um, yeah. or there's something with that car with the chassis maybe that's just doing really well in street circuits. Yeah, it's very bizarre, isn't it? Because it's like, surely it's not possible to make a car for street circuits because, you know, Monaco has got, like, hardly any straights. I mean, I don't even think they get in... They get into, like, eighth gear, like, maybe twice in the entire lap. And, like, Baku is just, you know, straights pretty much all over the place. Uh, So it was kind of, you know, very surprising proposition. And... You have to say it was an amazing lap, really, from Leclerc. But I have a feeling, though, he might have got a massive toe um, on on his flying lap, uh, Chris. And I, that was a massive kind of... Um, well, it was a, a big player, would I say, in, in the entire weekend um, at Baku. Because it was just... Well, I think because we've had so many races this season, Chris, where they've been quite kind of twiddly circuits we finally now arrived to a proper high speed circuit the first time really since Bahrain and it's quite surprising isn't it in terms of like wh- who is where in terms of the pecking order um, because we had say someone like Leclerc on pole but that Ferrari clearly was not the quickest wasn't it it was is very much carried to that pole position probably because of the toe on that massive straight yeah, yeah, I saw that toe as well. Wasn't it from like Hamilton when he was? Yes, uh, I believe so. Yeah. yeah, yeah, I think that might have just been like a very big element as well into mm. uh, in in getting his pole. Um, yeah, I, I would say that that toe is absolutely maybe even decisive um, because you saw that they were like dropping throughout the race. Um, but yeah, the packing order is is well, it's not completely different than the other tracks. But um, some things have been made quite clear uh, after Baku. Things you haven't really seen before, like these massive straights. Um, yeah. We didn't really see the cars on their full top speed potential before. Um, so yeah, we've we've learned a lot from this race. Absolutely, and um, well, Leclerc uh, stayed in the lead after the first lap, and um, you know we were thinking for a moment. You know, who knows? He could pull off something here. And it was actually a pretty clean start by Baku, uh, Baku's standards. 
And uh, but it was it wasn't long, wasn't it, uh, Chris? Until the Ferrari got picked off by Lewis Hamilton down the start finish straight, and I think it just proved the point that the Ferrari just isn't quite there yet, isn't it, Chris? No, yeah, it was like lap two even, I believe. I believe it was like even without DRS. Um, yeah, yeah. Now, yeah, it it just showed us once again that the Ferrari has improved over last year, but it isn't. It wasn't that difficult to improve that car. Um, but yeah, they're still not there yet. Um, these four positions, like the last couple of races and even a podium for Sainz in Monaco, must have felt amazing. Maybe even. Maybe the Ferrari lads even had a feeling like mm, this is quite unnatural. Maybe yeah, we should yeah. we shouldn't really be here. Mm. Um, uh, but yeah, it, it absolutely mega for Ferrari. But the car's still not there. Um, we just saw that like in the first couple of laps. Absolutely, and uh, yeah, by lap seven, both Hamilton and Verstappen had now made their way past Leclerc, and he was just kind of tumbling down the order. Uh, but the interesting thing with this race, uh, Chris, was uh, the Red Bull and the Mercedes fight. And this time, it wasn't two Mercedes against Verstappen, it was both Red Bulls against Hamilton. And Sergio Perez, obviously, like I've already said, he won the race. Um, but if you haven't seen the race, you'll be intrigued to know, as we talk through it, how on earth he got into that winning position. Because... He was very much the rear gunner for Verstappen in this scenario, uh, Chris. But it be- it just was it benefited Red Bull massively, didn't it? Having those two cars uh, attacking Hamilton in the early stages. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, uh, Hamilton got set on the like great pressure from both the uh, Red Bull guys, mm. and I believe that um, Verstappen was catching him quite rapidly uh, yeah, was, throughout yeah. his first stint. Uh, after which Hamilton decided to do the undercut. Um, but yeah, these these Red Bull guys worked really well together last race. Um, managed to put like great pressure on Hamilton. Bottas wasn't there, obviously, once again. Um, but yeah, um, no, yeah, they did. I did. They did an awesome job at like teamwork in their way uh, towards Hamilton. Absolutely. And speaking of Bottas, uh, if you are. Wondering, and you haven't seen the Azerbaijan Grand Prix uh, somehow. Uh, Bottas was absolutely miles off uh, the pace, and um, I can't actually remember. Uh, Chris, did he have a problem in qualifying, or was he just literally slow? Is that why he was so far down at the start? I can't even remember. But well, I believe he was just like just not quick enough in qualifying didn't he yeah. start like 10th or 11th or something yeah he must have done um, and I think part of the issue was that Mercedes as in Bottas's car it had a oh, high oh was it a red flag the red flag that it did might it. be yeah that might be why um, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember we're, we're recording this a little bit uh, <laughs> after the the Azerbaijan Grand Prix for those wondering but I think the problem was uh, because they were running a high downforce setup, which sounds absolutely nuts at Baku. Why on earth Mercedes was doing that, I do not know. Um, but I think that really did compromise Bottas. There's no getting away from it. Bottas was awful. But equally, I think uh, because Hamilton had a different setup, that's why he wasn't, you know, kind of further down than he than he was for most of the race. Um, but yes, Bottas had a a weekend to forget if <laughs> if I could say that um, 
But we, we, we move on though to uh, lap 13 actually. Uh, you, you touched on the undercut from Hamilton, Chris. And uh, that slightly slow pit stop just completely opened the door then for Verstappen one lap later to pull into the pits and do an, an amazing 1.9 pit stop. And uh, he came out of the pits and was good five seconds clear of Lewis at this point somehow. But the key moment here, Chris, was Sergio Perez. He had incredible pace, but a little bit of a slow pit stop, and he just came out behind Verstappen. And do you think he could have maybe got Max if he if he didn't have that bad pit stop? I, I do maybe think he 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 could have. Um, something interestingly happened at Monaco, which also happened at Baku in some extent. Is that the overcut worked? Mm. Uh, you saw in Monaco that the overcut worked, which usually doesn't really. It usually isn't like a thing that works anymore. Um, but at at Baku, you could see like the overcut worked uh, for uh, Verstappen. Although Verstappen was lucky with uh, Hamilton's slow pit stop, but you could see like if if Perez had like a normal pit stop, uh, he could have maybe even because it w- I think it was like a. 3.4 pit stop well it's just happened at like a 1.9 mm. so it would have been 1.5 seconds 1.5 seconds it's quite a it's quite a bit I don't know what the gap was after like Perez came out of the pits um, yeah. but I do think maybe not even jump but he could have been way way closer he could have been in like a battle yeah um, which which would have made it a very different race to say the least uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah, we could have had almost a repeat of the verstappen Ricardo battle. Uh, <laughs> obviously, this would be for the lead um, because Christian Horner did say. Um, obviously, it was easy for him to say after the race, but he did say that there was no chance they were going to do team orders because it was too early in the season. So, who knows? That could have been very interesting to see what could happen there. But um, I think we we still had a pretty good race anyway, so we'll we'll take what we were given. Um, <laughs> but uh, we had a good few laps of not much happening, Chris, because we had the two Red Bulls away and clear at the front uh, of Hamilton. Um, yeah. Well, to be honest, Perez actually was just kind of holding off Perez. Hamilton and Perez did an awesome job. Yeah, absolutely. He did the, a perfect kind of team, well, not even just team role, you know, just the perfect second driver role. Because obviously yeah. Perez knows that someone like Max Verstappen um, is going to be the quicker driver over a season and stuff like that. I mean, he surely does know that. Um, and for him, if he's beating the Mercedes, absolutely perfect for the Red Bull team but we fast forward to lap 31 I believe and um, Lance Stroll right almighty tyre explosion down the straight Chris what on earth happened here um, we, we're going we're heading down start finish straight talk us through it yeah we're like heading down start finish straight just after the last kink and all of a sudden, I think it maybe was like the either either the left rear or the li- right rear right rear tire mm. just completely like died of death Absolutely. and just <laughs> exploded. Um, and it sent straw going like I don't know how quick. It, it, I thought it was like 300 kph maybe. Yeah, just I into might, the wall. I might actually have that here uh, because I have the. The highlights. Uh, I can't actually see it's it very well, unfortunately. It definitely like 
it's definitely near that mark, you know, um, in terms of speed. But it's very scary. Um, and he just got sent into the wall and even went airborne for a bit. Mm. Um, bits of debris flying like over the fence as well. Some bits. So there could have been people um, who woke up the next day and just found themselves a bit of an Aston Martin F1 car on their front porch. Um, but yeah, well, very lucky that he's uh, he's un he's he survived that crash unscathed. Um, that's obviously yes. like the second big crash Stroll's had in a year after the mm. tire failure. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, Mugello last year as well, but that was a very scary crash at such a high speed. Um, luckily, he didn't have any injuries uh, and was doing okay. It was scary. Yeah, yeah it, it was. It was a very, you know, things like that shouldn't happen. Like, obviously, you can get it sometimes where you know, the, the you have teams and they they push the tire too far. And you know it then punches, and I think like the perfect example is something like Silverstone uh, last year. Yeah. Um, you had tyres puncturing, but they weren't exploding. You know, like they. Mm -hmm. I think apart from the science one, I think you know, like take for example Hamilton and Bottas, their punches in that crazy race. Um, yeah. They didn't like you know it was just a rip in the tyre. And and mm -hmm. Silverstone's bloody quick as well, so it's not like it's you know slow track compared to Baku. They're both very fast tracks, and uh, but the problem here is literally it exploded, and I don't even think I mean Stroll had extended, but not like by absolutely tons. And um, there's also the thing is uh, Chris is that his car almost got like st you know stuck with that tire. And could have very easily gone across the other side of the track where you've got um, other cars coming at max speed down that straight, you know. Oh yeah, defo. It even was like a blind corner for the car uh, for the upcoming cars. Mm. Um, but yeah, talking about like that tire blowout. Um, like having a puncture after overdriving the tire, just like we saw with Hamilton last year. That's completely fine, and I'm like all for it for like softer tire meaning more stops in a race yeah. but um, I think that the predicted strategy Stroll was just like two laps overdriving that predicted strategy yeah. uh, didn't even have like proper marks on his on his tyres like those lines you see don't think he even had those it was just like massive failure uh, a massive blowout and that's not good that's not what you should do as Pirelli um, yeah, it was it was a big shock, big shock. Absolutely, and uh, we obviously had a safety car for it, and uh, the race was kind of neutralised um, after Red Bull built up that lead, but they managed to hang on to lead at the safety car restart, and a certain Sebastian Vettel somehow find him, found himself uh, overtaking Leclerc for P5, and uh, and then had an almighty run at Pierre Gasly as well. And uh, I believe I'm just trying to see here if he actually does pull it off. I can't remember. Uh, uh, he's he nearly got it done. Uh, no, he didn't actually get it done in the end. <laughs> but um, but it was incredible, wasn't it, uh, Chris, to somehow see you know Vettel finally turn it around. You know he's finally up there fighting, and we'll obviously get onto it as we go through the recap. Uh, but it, it gets even better for him. But I mean, 
you know, he was. What, what do you think allowed him to turn, you know, his fortune around uh, and finally get get himself together in terms of pace? I think I think that Vettel has just finally got uh, got to grips with the car um, because you always see like new guys at the new team with a new new engine even and uh, a new whole new type of car. It's always something getting used to. The same as with Perez and even with Ricciardo. They all take some time getting used to it. Um, yeah. Perez, um, Perez has just delivered like this race. Same for Vettel. So I think this this might just be the turning point for uh, these two lads, and at least for Vettel because he's been criticised uh, that either either. Um, rightfully so or not um, mm. but he's been criticised the last couple of years and this year even as well uh, people saying that he should have called it quits um, but he's just delivered this race uh, he's, he's 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 had a proper race he's had like a proper proper race it wasn't like luck or anything that made him do so well it was obviously a bit of luck um, but he would have he would have been on the podium anyways Absolute great drive. Absolutely. Um, we we fast forward though uh, to the point where Vettel does actually get the move done, and it was just at the end of that lap he breezed past Gasly down the start finish straight. Who, by the way, I should we'll obviously talk about each driver a bit more when we go into the rankings. But Pierre Gasly as well, fantastic performance from him um, in terms of pace and really carrying that AlphaTauri team at the moment. But um, We'd get to the critical point, though, in the race, Chris. And I have to say, it genuinely gave me, like, a fright when I was watching it because I was like, what on earth has just happened? And, yeah, Max Verstappen leading, and he has a tyre explosion down start finish straight. Oh, my goodness. Talk us through it. Like, I mean, (laughs) well, have you got anything to say about that? (laughs) Oh yeah, well, it, it was like down the start finish. It's very near to, towards the start finish line, even. Mm. And he just, he just had this big failure on his tire, the rear tire. I thought yeah. it was rear left. I'm not really sure. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he had this big tire blowout, uh, which sent him into the wall. Um, same, almost the same as Stroll did, although he had a bit. A bigger gap to walk to the wall than Stroll had. It was still like a massive, scary impact. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Absolutely. Ah. Uh, uh, yeah. It was terrifying. You know. Terrifying again, but stuff. But like, I'd almost say it was worse than the Stroll one, if you can say that in a in a way, because I feel like the one the thing with Verstappen's, you know, he he's just past that point where you've got you know barrier on the right barrier on the left it's mm-hmm. just at that point where it opens up um, for Max A you've got like 19 cars behind you or however many um, yeah. that are all close together because you've obviously just had a safety car restart and B you've also got the pit entry and the pit wall right there as well you know if he mm-hmm. for those who don't know what we're talking about he you know absolutely spears into the right hand side of the stuff and straight which is it's still a concrete kind of wall thing 
Um, but it's obviously, you know, it's the side of the track, so there's less impact there. Where Max crashes, you've got this pit lane entry, which I saw Lando Norris criticise this a lot after the race on his uh, Twitch stream. But you've got this barrier that kind of sticks out, so then the cars can obviously tuck into the pits. But if Max had like gone the other way when crashing, he would have gone head first at prob like yep. we say, 200 miles per hour into the barrier, which I can see right here on this thing. It's you know about you know two meters worth of barrier. It's like nothing really for that kind of impact, and we could be talking about something far more horrific, uh, wouldn't we, Chris? It could have, it could have ended like way worse. Um, we were lucky that it didn't happen that way. But yeah, even even just like not talking about the barrier, but about talking mm. about the safety car and stuff. Yeah, they let us down this race a bit, didn't they? Yeah, quite a long decision um, for the safety car to be let up because obviously there was a safety car and a red flag. Um, the safety car did take quite some hefty seconds to be called out. Yeah, did you? Uh, I'm not sure why it did, but yeah, it was it was scary stuff, and even had potential to be even more scary, but we luckily didn't. Yeah, it it was it was very fortunate that there wasn't anything worse, and you know Max kind of got out of the car, and uh, it's been kind of made into a meme now, but like you know, <laughs> kicked the tire and everything. But I and like on a serious note though, um, Pirelli have got you know major things to sort out here. And I feel like this is far bigger than any of the TV people have made out because it's like, you know, we've had punches at back of, uh, you know, everyone knows Bottas on that 2018 race when he hit that bit of debris. But say in that case, it's the front tyre. So, you know, you've still mm -hmm. got the rear kind of tyres, you know, powering you and all that kind of stuff. But with it being a rear tyre at 200-odd miles per hour, I mean, you've got zero control of the car. And it just shouldn't be happening, you know. And Pirelli have kind of like, uh, as as we've been recording this today, they came out and made a statement about this. And it is not any, it's not due to any debris or anything like that. They've confirmed it after studying the tyres. And they've just said it was because of the running conditions of the tyre. Now, what I take from that is that they... I f believe what they're coming out with is that you know they were running that tire for too long, but they weren't saying that before the race, and everybody was on the same kind of compound yeah. on the same distance. So there's a massive error here, either in the element of like the prediction that Pirelli have for their tires. So basically, they don't have a clue about their own yeah. tires. You know, or they're just trying to cover this up, and you know they've just made a massive error I, here. I I think that um, because we this year, like the rules have changed from last year to this year, because the Pirelli tires couldn't handle more grip. They just couldn't mm. handle it. The tires would explode. Um, what what I've just read as well, like uh, a, a, a few a few moments ago, is that. Um, the tires were maybe too low on pressure, um, yeah. and you can you can do whatever you want, like change the downforce and lessen the downforce so that the tires doesn't don't explode. Mm. But if you go too low on your pressure, they'll still explode. Um, I think that there uh, there should be and there should be more um, 
maybe even clearness from Pirelli towards the teams yeah. of which uh, pressure they should drive because teams tend to go under the pressure which is which is logical uh, they've now seen the consequences of these tyres exploding mm. um, yeah it was um, scary stuff and uh, real stuff to uh, search out for Pirelli because yeah. these these like tyre blowouts with the new rails with like the new bigger rims yeah they would be scary they would be even more scary yeah, I yeah be even more kind of violent if you like yeah um, but I, I had serious vibes of kind of like 05 Indianapolis to be honest when during the red flag period yeah um, because I mean you know like Red Bull uh, got on the buzzer if you like to the FIA and Michael Massey telling them you know can we for everyone uh, to change the tyres at the red flag because now they've changed that rule which in normal circumstances is a good thing that they've changed the rule that you can't touch the car unless you've got damage so before you were allowed to change your tyres do whatever you want under the red flag and it would destroy lots of races uh, but yeah. in this case they did plead for it because it was like if that happened to Max that could happen to anyone they're all on the same compound and I mean some people were on even older tyres when you look at like Hamilton for example and um, mm -hmm. and yeah it was a very bizarre kind of moment and pretty scary because it could have been a hell of a lot worse and um, yeah I hope personally you know Pirelli kind of get a serious you know talking to about that because it's like you can't have it you know especially on a fast track like that and um, and yes it, it, it's asking for trouble right we had a couple of laps then taken away and um, I mean the crazy thing is obviously Max being championship leader as well was about to extend that championship lead by quite some distance and um, yep. and you know it was only a few laps away and obviously came away with nothing in the end but we had a, a, a red flag grid restart if that's what you want to call it <laughs> and uh, everyone lined back up on fresh set of boots and someone like I think it was Sebastian Vettel was in the best position really because he had a fresh set of softs but the problem was though Chris that uh, we obviously only had two laps so for those that like yeah, sprint races this was the perfect example wasn't it <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was uh, a wild sprint and just two laps I um I was I was maybe even a bit surprised that they were going to do these last three laps, yeah. which one of them was under the safety car. Um, but it was good for the race that it happened because the race opened up completely after like that restart. Um, it was a, a, a sprint race, uh, pura forma, as you call it. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Well, we'll get into it then. These frantic last two laps and the most sensational of moments at the uh, at the restart was Lewis Hamilton took the lead, and you think, oh, here we go, he's gonna cruise to the win, and that's not being against Hamilton or anything. We are completely neutral here. <laughs> um, but holy moly, Chris! the almighty lockup into turn one straight <laughs> on and I mean this thing has been memed out like crazy but literally goes straight on and is in the last position on track um, by the time he rejoins the circuit <laughs> oh, yep. tell us what on earth happened here so like Hamilton had this amazing start 
compared to um, uh, Perez. Mm. He was uh, down the inside of Perez, and um, we come into like the breaking point, and the brakes just said no, and you just went straight on. Just locked up. Almighty lock up that was. Yeah. <laughs> uh, one of the biggest I've seen. <laughs> just go straight on, and rejoins last. Um, he forgot to turn a setting off. Mm, the, the magic uh, button. Yeah, the magic button, uh, which is uh, quite stupid, if I may say so myself. But yeah, um, big, big biblical scenes. Yeah, biblical it was, scenes. I think a lot of people went bloody wild when that happened. To be honest, I was, I did myself because even like you know, I think even. I think the majority of F1 fans kind of went a bit mental when that happened and it's not against Hamilton but it's like we want to see a close title fight and it's those moments where you've got someone who's crashed out and it's completely unfair on Verstappen to be fair it's not his yeah. fault at all and actually it's quite nice in some sense that he's then just been a stalemate almost like um, you know we, we are still where we are um, because of yeah. this mistake from Hamilton and um well, that's the thing. Is it a mistake for Hamilton? I did read into it, and Toto Wolff said that apparently when Perez comes across, um, like you say, that that's actually when he's knocked it back on, Chris. So mm. obviously, like, is that's what Toto says? <laughs> yeah, Whether that's true I don't or believe not. Toto anymore. It's completely unbelievable. Yeah. So when Sergio comes across to defend, which he's aggressive, but it's not. I've seen far more aggressive, you know, defending than that. Apparently, yeah. somehow Lewis knocks this magic button on, which is to. Um, it, I think it actually it completely. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It, it's it sets like, the brake bias to like eighty yeah, percent towards the front. Yeah. It's 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 for heating it all up and stuff like that when they're going to the grid. How and I, I actually hardly, I believe more the theory that he's forgot to turn it off. To be honest, Chris, yeah. because I think, you know, surely we would have seen this before, but um, but anyways, he goes straight on and yeah, it's been made into a meme like many a time because <laughs> it was quite comical how he just literally went straight on, and um, and yeah, he literally finished last and. Um, and we arrived on the final lap. Sergio Perez somehow leading the race with Sebastian Vettel in second. And um, yeah. we have an almighty fight, though, on this last lap between Charles Leclerc and Pierre Gasly, Chris. Talk us through it. It was a bit of a tussle, wasn't it? It was uh, It was quite a bit of a battle, wasn't it? Um, so I think Gasly started in front of Leclerc. Um, but then Leclerc came back on the start-finish state, yeah. overtook him, and Gasly immediately said, like, nah, nah, mate, not today. Just no overtook him straight away. Yeah. Um, and they they followed each other quite, quite close for, like, that whole lap. Mm. Um, but, yeah, it was, uh, it was, it was a good mo... It was, it was quite some fierce battling throughout, like, the, the, the sprint race as well. Yeah. Um... With like the group of uh, Alonso and Norris and uh, what was it? I think Leclerc even. Uh, um, yeah, it was yeah. a good, it was a good battle. Those those battles were. Um, but yeah, Gasly just defended his position uh, superbly, superbly. Absolutely, and um, and once he once he had, uh, had hung on to that position, 
uh, Leclerc was coming on a serious threat from Norris and he just completely mm. slammed the door shut it was pretty damn aggressive but um, you know it's the last lap of the race it's going to be in there but um, we crossed the line then and Sergio Perez wins his first race for Red Bull and he's second in his F1 career and um, yeah it's just absolute scenes really and um, Vettel with an unthinkable P2 nobody would have expected that when he started like P11 and yeah. um, Gasly on the podium I mean you know we we kind of expected a bit of an unpredictable race but not nothing like that and um, Perez actually then stopped after the start um, after crossing the line and um, I think they were managing a, a I think it was a PU issue and apparently yeah. um, you know if that that was literally like on the kind of really on the limit, Chris. Because if that you know it could have gone at the last corner or anything, you know, and, and Vettel would have won the race, which I find yeah, would would have been insane. Would have been insane. Like he crossed the line and they were immediately shouting through the radio, "Stop the car, Jacob! Stop the car!" Yeah. And uh, yeah, if if the race would have been one lap longer, it could have been another drama for Red Bull. Absolutely. But it well, ended up quite decent. Exactly. What a race and what a crazy result. Um, and, and that was that. And uh, in terms of the championship, Verstappen, like I said, it still leads the championship by four points over Hamilton. That stayed the same uh, with Perez climbing up now to P3. Uh, good kind of 30 points behind Hamilton but um, yeah. really jumping up the order with Lando Norris in P4 and Leclerc in P5 and Bottas down in sixth behind Perez, <laughs> Norris and Leclerc really is shocking for him at the moment but a really good race I'd have to say Chris and um, yeah. if we look at our predictions before we get into the rankings and um, I did actually do this with you, so we can do this like <laughs> properly this time. <laughs> and uh, in terms of race, race uh, actually no pole position. That's the first one. My apologies. Um, we both got this wrong actually, uh, which I was oh. surprised by because I think no nobody you know kind of expected you know that Ferrari to be on pole. To be fair. No, so. no, no one did. I think no one did. I think no. And um, I said Bottas to get pole. Which was pretty dumb, you know. I've I've jinxed him <laughs> there, and uh, you said Verstappen uh, to get pole, which you weren't far off to be fair, Chris. But unfortunately, oh, quite decent. Yeah, it, much better than me. But unfortunately, we were both wrong overall. Um, in terms of race rating, we both said an eight out of ten, and uh, I can actually just check what the the fans of TFR said. And uh, they gave it a uh, 10 out of 10 rating, I believe. Um, I will just double check to be sure. Oh, wow. Well, how about this? It was joint on the vote between 8 out of 10 and 10 out of 10. Dead level on the votes. And uh, <laughs> so I guess we can get like a point a point each. That, yeah, a point. Do. That'll yeah. Be. Um, but I, I mean, I would actually personally say it was a ten out of ten race. I genuinely think it was that good. I know there was like points in it were, that were a little bit kind of tedious, but I think in terms of the drama, it it made it you know pretty special race. Did you think it was ten out of ten, Chris? In high, um, looking back on it now, or are you confident it was eight out of ten? 
No, I, I'm not sure if it's like a ten out of ten. I would, I would mm. say like Brazil 2016. That was a ten out of ten. That was that mm. I, that was a race like without any moments of uh, boredom or yeah. just no settling throughout that race. Whilst we from lap 17 till lap 31, uh, those 14 laps, those 14 laps, nothing really happened there. That's very true. Uh, yeah. They were all like managing their gaps and stuff. So I'd maybe say like a nine out of ten, maybe. Yeah, yeah about the halfway. Probably. Yeah. Um, next up, now this I'll need to change this question because surely they, they're going to continue to do this. But uh, will Aston Martin score points? Both said yes. Obviously, we're both correct on that one. To be fair, it was only one car that finished. Uh, but yeah. you know, Vettel getting P two. Did they ever get points? I mean, Jesus. Um, <laughs> McLaren to be a Mercedes or a Red Bull. Now they did. Both the Mercedeses. They did, yeah. Both Mercedes. I was just thinking of Bottas, but of course, yeah, with Hamilton having that moment at the end, and obviously they beat one of the Red Bulls as well, which <laughs> I don't think yeah. anyone expected that. <laughs> but a fantastic result for McLaren. I did say yes on this, but unfortunately, Chris. You said no. I'm surprised by that. I thought I thought you would have said <laughs> that they would have at least beaten a Bottas or something. But um... yeah, well, yeah. I, I, if if Bottas didn't have an absolute howler of a race and mm. Hamilton didn't jinx it, they, they wouldn't have. Um, I was I was quite a bit disappointed maybe about McLaren. Um, yeah. Expected a little bit more of them this race. B5 is not too bad, but then. If like the three guy, uh, if the two guys in front of him, like Verstappen and Hamilton, wouldn't have fallen away, it would have been P7. Uh, yeah. You know, uh, just yeah. one place ahead of Alonso. Mm, <laughs> you it's know, a bit, bit meh. <laughs> yeah, it's a bit meh. <laughs> so next up on the uh, prediction front, uh, we had the gap in qualifying. Uh, now we would have, we would have never expected Ferrari on pole. But we would have never expected the gap to be 2.3 uh, tenths of a second. And, uh, well, Chris, you've won out on this one. Um, because Let's go. You said uh, two tenths, uh, and I said one and a half. So you were the closer one on that, so you will get that point. <laughs> so it comes down to the decider, if you like, in terms of the podium prediction. And, um, well... <laughs> <laughs> it was a crazy podium, but I think you know uh, our podium predictions were probably even crazier. But uh, to win, uh, Chris, you said Verstappen to win, which is perfectly reasonable, mm -hmm. and he probably would have. So I will give well, I'll give you half a point for that. I will Get be in. nice uh, because it, <laughs> that's kind of taken out of your hands, <laughs> and. Uh, I said Lando Norris myself to win, which was a complete disaster. So uh, I'll get nothing for that. We both said Bottas to come second, which <laughs> is even worse, probably. And um, in terms of third place, um, you went for Alonso, Chris, which, you know, he wasn't far off. He had a very good oh, restart. Too far off. And... Um, he finished in P6, so not a million miles off. But um, I said Sebastian Vettel to finish on the podium, specifically in third, though. 
So I'm going to give myself a half point if that's yeah <laughs> if that's reasonable <laughs> because that's I don't decent. think anyone thought Vettel was going to get on the podium uh, if I say so myself <laughs> and um, and yeah no no I mean, yeah no yeah uh, um I will t- I am going to like take that as a a pretty a pretty good guess but um but yeah at the end of the predictions I believe uh. Yes, we both are dead level in terms of points on that one. Uh, we didn't say the same thing at all, but somehow we've ended level in terms of uh, what we got correct. But um, yeah, well, not too bad there, to be honest. We've got more right there than we uh, than the Monaco podcast. It, I know you didn't do that one, Chris, but um, but in terms of me and Liam for Monaco, we've got far more correct for that one. So uh, I don't know how we've done that, but... Right, let's get on to the final part of the podcast, and that is the uh, the driver rankings. And uh, uh, me and Chris will obviously debate on what we're going to alphabetically grade each driver for the Azerbaijan Grand Prix performance. And starting off at the top, we've got Mercedes and Lewis Hamilton. Chris, now this is a tricky one, because the question is, did that Mercedes deserve to be at the front for most of the race which it was and um yeah. but also how much do we downgrade hamilton for potentially his own error in terms of leaving the magic button on and completely destroying you know going from basically the lead to last uh, so what we're going to give lewis um I, I would even say give him like a d because he might have, well, well he, he wasn't too bad, but he wasn't able to overtake Perez mm. in a car that's, 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 the car, the cars, the Mercedes is still faster than the Red Bull, and I'm, I'm not open for a discussion of anyone saying that that's otherwise. Uh, no, yeah, uh, in my opinion, that Red Bull still is the second quickest car, not the quickest car out there. Uh, I don't believe what Toto is saying, that the Red Bull is quicker. Um... He should have been able to overtake Perez, in my opinion. So that's an iffy diffy point. Um, and just to restart, he just cock. He just completely messed it up. Yeah. Definitely. He just completely messed it up. Um, that restart was woeful from him. Um, Eddie, I think that's a fair rating. It was a bit of a shocker at uh, the restart, and. Um you know, if he went on and won the race, we'd be talking a completely different conversation. Um, yeah. But I would he have deserved to win the race? I think that's a different kind of question, really. But I mean, you know, who who knows? It, it it's it'll be one of those moments. I think Chris at the end of the season will be wondering what if, you know, he didn't lock up or Verstappen didn't have the <laughs> crash, but. It is what it is, and Hamilton has got a D. Right, um, Bottas next up, and <laughs> well, it surely is just an F, isn't it, Chris? With being yeah. that far off, out of the points. I mean, well. qualifying wasn't too much of his error because he gave Hamilton the toe, but then Hamilton didn't yes. give him a toe, yeah. and the red flag got. Uh, Introduced, um, so I wouldn't I wouldn't like say that he was poor at qualifying. However, however, in the race he was absolutely nowhere. 
he was like not he he was he wasn't did he even like at some point fight for like a proper P5 I don't think he was was he no he just went backwards the entire race and um, yeah. he was even beaten by both Alfa Romeo's on pace um, yeah. he couldn't he, he got passed by both cars and um, and yeah barring his teammate and I think Latifi um, who had a penalty to be fair at the end it was only the Haas cars that didn't get past Bottas which is like unbelievably bad you know because yeah. it's like this is worse than Imola in my opinion Chris because it's like there was no excuse there was no crash there was no spin or anything this was just sheer pace and that Mercedes was definitely not slower than the Alfa Romeo's that's for sure oh no definitely not no 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 right no it's uh, ship race ship race from him <laughs> yeah um Yes, that is most definitely an F for Bottas. Um, Verstappen next up. Now, this is a difficult one, Chris. What are we going to give Max? Um, he he would have won the race. He had led the majority of it. Had an okay qualifying, not the greatest. Mm -hmm. But, you know, he would have won that race if he didn't have that puncture. But, obviously, he didn't. So, what are we going to give him? I, I would say an A, to be honest. An A. Yeah, or maybe a B plus or something like that. I um, he was dominating the race mm. after like after the first stint. He was absolutely dominating the race, dominating the pace, uh, keeping Checo well behind. Um, I think he drove a really solid race and was just unlucky. I'll keep it an A to be honest, because like when when we think about it, he didn't make any mistakes in the entire race, and um, and you know. When you think about like Monaco, for example, didn't make any mistakes, gone and won that race, and it would have been the same kind of scenario almost. Um, so, yeah, completely taken out of his hands. Not quite driver of the day um, to, <laughs> at all, but um, yeah. but a very solid drive once again from Verstappen, who's really kind of matured this season into a a, a real title challenger. Um, Sergio Perez, well, where to begin with? Sergio Perez uh, started uh, if I just grab it here uh, started all the way down in 6th uh, at the beginning but had a great start jumped Gasly, Sainz and uh, Leclerc eventually and uh, was just kind of sitting in the wings jumped Hamilton through the pit stops and uh, just protected Verstappen from Lewis catching back up and then obviously all that chaos happened at the end and he somehow won the race without even having to make a pass if you like for the for the lead like as a natural overtake um, so what we're going to give Checo then uh, Chris is this an A plus or was it more luck in my opinion an A or above um, <laughs> he, he did yeah I, I don't mind an A plus A plus is very very decent Although, like, for an A+, plus, I would say an absolute stellar performance. He had a solid performance. Um, not like one of those performances you see, like those one-of-a-century one performances you see yeah. from uh, some drivers. But really good performance uh, anyways, and I don't mind an A+, plus, I don't mind an A, I think he drove a really solid race. I think... 
I, I'm actually thinking about it, and I, I think some people will be like screaming, you know, what are you guys talking about? But <laughs> um, I, I do feel like, you know, that was the kind of performance that Perez should be doing, if that makes sense. And yeah. when you compare it to the other performances, it is obviously good. But to give him an A plus when he's in probably the quickest car and he kind of, you know, was in the right position at the right time. I think is maybe stretching it when you compare to someone like Vettel or I'd even say Gazi was just as good, maybe better than Perez in terms of an actual drive. Oh yeah. And yeah. Um, so we'll go with an A plus, which is still very good for Perez, and he was very good um, in that entire. Well, he, well, you can't really say the entire weekend because he's qualified P six, but um, <laughs> in terms of the race, he was he did what he needed to do, and he was fortunate enough at the end that all that chaos happened and he somehow came away with a win. McLaren next up, Chris, and Lando Norris, we touched on this a little bit but uh, finished in P5 and in qualifying he was in uh, P9 something? so yeah. from P9 to P5 it's not bad but he wasn't really anywhere in the race and in some sense he, he he almost got a little bit gifted the P5 because of the oh, Verstappen yeah. and Hamilton kind of stuff so he probably would have finished about P7 he obviously didn't so um, what are we going to give Lando uh, I wouldn't I, I, I would say a C maybe yeah just a C for, for what that car is capable of in my opinion and for what he's shown for what he's shown uh, this season, he is capable of delivering more, in my opinion. Um, whether that be that the car might not have been the best for the circuit, or the setup wasn't good enough, and the setup is something from the driver input as well. Um, I'd I'd say it's see, it wasn't like a start, and I expected more from the McLarens, both the McLarens. Um, maybe a C or. C plus, maybe a B minus, something like that. Yeah, I'll 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 go with a C plus. We'll go in between uh, on that one. I think because he's finished fifth, it'd be pretty brutal if uh, I didn't at least yeah. get that plus. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of his teammate, Danny Rick crashed in qualifying um, in Q two, and um, and yeah, kind of just. You know, just didn't really do much in the race to be honest um, and ended up finishing P9 again another driver that kind of just found himself in the points after uh, all the chaos so what are we going to give Danny Rick Chris I mean you know there's no not really much excuses if you like with not you know working your way through the pack because it's an easy track to overtake at yeah yeah and it's one of these tracks that he's always been able to excel in. Um, big breaking points. Um, no excuse for you and uh, your teammates doing quite well this season, and you're not just not picking up the pace. Of course, he's in a new team, but getting lapped at Mon- uh, in Monaco and even finishing yeah. P9 this race, not good enough in my opinion. Um, I'll maybe even say maybe a C minus or a D, something like that. Yeah, I could give him like a Although D Although a D's maybe. maybe quite harsh. Yeah. I guess though, you know, if we've if you know, Land if we've given Lando a C plus and he finished fifth, 
and Ricardo only got two points, uh, finishing ninth. I guess we've got to give him yeah. uh, something, you know, below a C. Um, but I, I just, I don't know. Danny Rick's really got to sort it out. And this triple header coming up now, you know, maybe we can get it in a bit of a rhythm, especially with two races at the same circuit with the Styrian and the Austrian Grand Prix. He's got to get it sorted out because mm-hmm. he's, you know, he's getting Definitely. battered by Lando at the moment. And, um, you know, for a driver who was really on form in the in the Renault for the last two seasons, and obviously in his last few seasons at Red Bull, he's just he's got to get this sorted out because if he gets continue if he continues to get beaten by Lando, you know, it could be curtains. I mean, it's like as bad as that because it's like. Lando's so much younger and has got he's the future for McLaren. Ricardo's not got that on yeah. his side anymore. He's not got the age element of like, you know, he's a young talent coming through. And there's no doubt Ricardo is very good as a driver. He's probably one of the best overtakers on the grid. But, you know, that ain't gonna kind of cut it if he keeps finishing, you know, where he is and who's gonna take him, um, after McLaren? He he needs to be at a team for a bit more longer than he was at Renault, in my opinion, and just get himself settled in. But that ain't going to happen um, with with the current performances at McLaren. But um, a little bit of a rant there on Ricardo. <laughs> Sorry, any Ricardo fans <laughs> if they are listening. But um, <laughs> we'll move on though, as we've still got plenty to get through. And uh, we've got Stroll next up for Aston Martin. Now this is a hard one to do because obviously Stroll. Had a crash, not really his fault at all, uh, because it was the tyre issue. But what we can look at is his qualifying, and he was uh, 19th. Ah, he he crashed crashed. in qualifying, didn't he, as well? God, it's a bit of an expensive uh, race from that side of the garage. So, that well, that's even harder then to judge, because he crashed in qualifying. Um, So, what are we going to give this then, Chris? I'm not sure what's what's like neutral. Um, Could just give like a D nah. maybe or something. I mean, he crashed in quality. Yeah, so, he crashed out in qualifying. Yeah. Is not any good. Isn't any good. Yeah, just give him like D. Yeah, yeah. that's a good rating in my opinion. Not much to say really um, about Stroll to be honest. So a, a weekend to forget whether it's his fault or not. Um, but we'll move on though to his teammate. A weekend to remember for Sebastian Vettel, and. Um, well, started in P11 and ended up P2 in the end, which is just unthinkable in uh, Aston Martin, and also especially with Sebastian Vettel and the way he has been so far this season. Um, surely it's got to be an A+, isn't it? A-plus, all round. Yeah, absolutely stellar drive. It was it was a good drive, and also I think there should be credit said uh, to the to the pit crew uh, or the strategy people, uh, Chris, because I think that didn't they go very long on that first stint, if I'm correct in saying they did. Yeah, 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 he did because he went he he let for like some laps. He let for some laps, I believe, at at one point. Mm. Um, they had like an almighty overcut, and it worked. It worked. Fair play to them. Absolutely. Um, next up we've got Alpine uh, Esteban Ocon first up and he actually retired very early on I think it was only on like lap 3 I believe uh, because they had a, an issue and I, I, I was wondering like oh god what's Ocon done the race 
and yeah, yeah he, he literally was not in the race so another one that's hard to say but he qualified uh, P12 and was a couple of attempts off getting into Q3 is this probably just going to be another D would you say Chris because I would say well um, the Alpine's not it's not do, because I think Fernando Alonso qualified P10 didn't he uh, he did yes yeah well that 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 Alpine didn't have too much in it I reckon mm. um, I'd maybe give him like a D plus yeah something I, like among those lines I'd because agree. he didn't do too bad in qualifying he didn't crash out he was just not quick enough which is which sometimes happens, you know, um, that Alpine's just not quick enough. Absolutely, and, you know, he was denied kind of doing anything in the race, uh, which, you know, who knows what could happen with how crazy it was. Uh, Fernando Alonso next. He, uh, we've just said about where he qualified. Uh, he had a bit of a kind of average race until that ending, and those yeah. last two laps, he made an incredible restart. And uh, not many people would have noticed it uh, watching it live because of all the mayhem going on. Um, but yeah, he he jumped loads. I think it might have even been about four places or something. Yeah, four places, something among those lines. Yeah. Yeah, and um, and yeah, ended up finishing P6, which is his best result in the Alpine uh, out of any race so far this season, I believe. So, is this knocking on the door of an A, Chris, or is it? Yeah, in, in my opinion, it is. Yeah. Um, qualifying was quite. It, um, the thing is, Ocon's been throughout the season. Ocon's been quicker than Fernando Alonso. Mm. Um, which, it, uh, which is well, he might just be Alonso's quite at the age, you know. Um, and he was quicker than Ocon this qualifying, which must have felt really nice. The race didn't really go his way because the Alpine's not quick enough. And that restarts. That's that. That's a restart of the Almighty. <laughs> yeah. um, making up four places in those last couple of laps, in my opinion, that's very worthy. But then again, it's me. <laughs> yes, <laughs> you know? I was about to say the, you know, the the whole nostalgia with Alonso is flowing through you yeah. again. It's like you're probably like just sitting there with a massive grin on your face when you saw uh, the video of him working his way back through the order, but. Um, but it was good though to see him uh, kind of, you know, almost just, well, it, you know, it is a street circuit, but just show that kind of street fighter element that he has got, you know, that kind of overtaking uh, skill that he, you know, kind of was famous for back in his Ferrari days and Renault days, and uh, and yeah, a, a really good result for him, and uh, and a it is right Ferrari next up. Leclerc uh, first up he obviously had pole position and you know that car was just not quick enough to fight uh, the Mercedes or the Red Bull I think we know that hands down mm -hmm. um, but came away still with P4 12 points in the bag do you think he'll be happy with that Chris uh, considering you know the way that was going to start or do you maybe feel it was a missed opportunity for Leclerc considering Vettel and Gasly finished ahead of him um, well, uh, yeah, it might have <laughs> been because, like, uh, on one lap page, that Ferrari was quicker than both the Aston Martin and the um, uh, and the uh, Alpha Tauri were. Um, but then again, 
P4 isn't too bad after all that happened throughout his race, where he just basically only went backwards. Yeah. Even had battle for P3 with Gasly. Uh, and, of course, the very unex unexpected pole position. Yeah, absolutely. So, with all that put together, what do you think we, we'll give him? <laughs> I'll maybe even go for, well, an A, maybe. Maybe well, a B, B plus, something along those lines. I'll go with a B plus because uh, we've yeah. given a lot of people A. So <laughs> I'm oh, starting yeah, looking definitely. at it, and we've got like loads. Um, so I mean, to be fair, there was a lot of people that had very good uh, kind of weekends, really. Um, but yeah, I think it's probably yeah. I'll I'll say a B plus on this um, because obviously, if you're getting beaten by an Aston Martin and AlphaTauri, you're gonna be a little bit frustrated uh, with that. But um, yeah, that, it was still a solid weekend for Leclerc and good points picked up. Um, someone who didn't really have a solid weekend was Carlos Sainz. Now, he was a little bit off in qualifying, but the critical error he made, he locked up um, about halfway through the race, I think, and went yeah. down one of the kind of escape routes. And obviously at Baku, being a street circuit, it's very like... It's weird. It's just a strange kind of track, to be honest, because there's plenty of 90-degree turns. And if you lock up, you're just going straight on. And you've got to reverse the car or somehow spin it around to get it back onto the track. So you're losing massive, massive amounts of time. And, you know, ultimately, it was his mistake, uh, Chris. And he somehow recovered yep. to, like, P8. I'd imagine he would have finished out the points. But he did get a couple in the end. But... That that mistake, you know, probably threw away any chance of a top five. So what what we're we gonna give him? Uh, maybe a C or something. Yeah, Seeing as like his teammate even got pole position and stuff. Uh, uh, yeah, C. I think C's C's fair in my opinion. Yeah, a bit of a an average weekend from science. Yeah. Uh, Alpha Tauri next up. Pierre Gasly, uh, fantastic qualifying. And, uh, you know, really did show seriously good pace in that after. Mm -hmm. I mean, he, mm -hmm. he, was he top of, like, FP3 or something crazy? Uh, I believe he was, yeah. Yeah, and qualified Something P4. among those lines, yeah. Yeah, and um, obviously in the end he picked up the P3 again after all the kind of carnage that happened you know he managed to find his way up there but you know he he did really well in the alpha terrarium kind of showed that he's not really been able to do that as much so far this season uh, as maybe he had done towards the end of last season but you know really good uh, podium for him I believe that's his first podium Chris since the Monza win I well, since the Monza Grand Prix yeah. yeah which is kind of nuts to think about because I feel like he's been you know lingering around that kind of spot for a like the third place spot uh, for a while because he's been doing really well in that Alpha Terry. But um, is it enough for an A though, uh, Chris? Surely it is. In my opinion, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In my opinion, it definitely is. Is it enough for an A plus though? That's the question. Oh, um, <laughs> very good question. An A plus, um. Maybe even, yeah, let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's, let's be, be nice. nice. Let's Two be nice. A pluses. Uh, that is a first, I believe. Right. Yuki Snowden next up, his teammate. Uh, quite a way off in qualifying, actually, I think. Um, I might be wrong on that. I will double check. But he finished P7 
in the race, um, and you know some good points. Actually, oh no! In in fairness, Yuki was P7 um, in quality as well, so managed to get into mm -hmm. Q3 and uh, just finished where he started. So um, you know, pretty good result I think for Yuki, Chris, because he's had a real rough time of it, hasn't he, for the last few kind of races? Yeah, Yuki Tsunoda has been uh, not having too good over the last couple of races. Um, you can hear the frustration in his voice quite often in the board, uh, on board radios. Mm. Uh, but this race, he was quite solid. He was quite yeah. solid. So is this knocking on the door of maybe just a B or even better than that? Yeah, yeah I would say a B, B plus maybe, but uh, not not higher than a B plus. We'll Something go maybe. <laughs> we'll we'll go for sorry I don't mean it. it's it's because it's because we can't for those who who because we just do this over mic we can't see each other when we talk so it's so hard to tell when um, each of us are finished or not but I I was just gonna say we'll go with a B <laughs> um, yeah because yeah. we've not given just a solid B yet for anyone but um, we will move it on though because we've still got three teams um, and we'll rattle through we've got Alpha. Romeo next. I nearly said Alpha Terry and nearly made that mistake, <laughs> but <laughs> we've got Raikkonen next up. So he managed to pick up a point. He was in tenth. Um, yeah, I mean they finished ahead of Bottas, so it's like <laughs> I guess that's an achievement. But um, I'd say B maybe. Yeah, B. I think that's fair. Yeah, first points of the season, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, I believe so. And he qualified P14. Which is quite surprising. So, yeah, yeah we'll, we'll go for a B for Kimmy. Not too bad from him. And Giovinazzi. Now, he actually was last on the grid. Um, not quite sure what that is. Maybe it was a technical problem or something. But he qualified... Well, started from the very back. And, uh, and yeah, finished just behind his teammate in P11. So, I actually think this could be a B as well, uh, Chris. Yeah. Uh, because I feel like... You know, a lot of people. A lot of people kind of overlooked Giovinazzi this season, but I think he's been doing really well. And uh, to you know start last and finish just behind Kimi, um, you know, I'm thinking that's a B. Are you? Are you? Am I being Yeah, yeah, yeah. Decent, decent rating that is. No worries. We've literally not given a B, just a straight B to anyone before that, and now we've given <laughs> three in a row. Um, <laughs> on to Haas next. Uh, Mick Schumacher. Um, not really much happened, wasn't there? Um, it was kind of no. just, yeah, just the usual, wasn't it? Really, from him. Yeah, managed managed to finish in front of his teammate Andy Williams, isn't it? Uh, yes, yeah, that is a point to yeah. be fair, Chris. Uh, they did finish ahead of both Williams cars, and it was their best result of the season. I know, I know, it's not points, but it was their highest. You know, was uh, it like twelve? Yeah, or something like. Uh, yeah. It's actually thirteenth, thirteenth and fourteenth. Thirteenth. So, um, oh, I I think he did over decent race, C plus maybe. Yeah. I mean, he can't do too much in that car. He can't. He can't. Yeah, uh, that's the thing. Go for victories or podiums. Exactly. But finishing yeah. in front of both the Williamses and in front of the Mercedes, uh, Mercedes even, and in front of the um, his teammate, I think that's a C plus worthy. Absolutely. Are we probably just going to give Mazepin the same? Because, I mean... No. No? Oh. No, <laughs> no why is like that? that crazy, he had it like that crazy <gasps> Oh, my God. Maneuver. I can't believe I forgot about that. Oh, my that goodness. That was, like, very, very dangerous. That. 
God, my memory completely went about that. <laughs> well, yeah. well done, Chris, for remembering <laughs> it. Um, but yeah, well, well, we'll we'll talk to those who haven't seen it. Um, talk talk to us, Chris. What what happened? As in, from the the beginning of this incident, if you like. Well, it was. I think it was the last start, uh, last lap uh, on their way to the finish line, mm. and uh, Schumacher was about to overtake Mazepin, um, and Mazepin uh, Schumacher goes to the right, and Mazepin just completely swerves to the right, almost taking out his teammate, um, just not even like a proper defensive move, just completely like blocking him. Shifting towards the if they would have touched, it would have been an airborne crash out of your ass. Um, yeah, absolutely crazy defensive maneuver. Um, not a big fan of that, nor was Schumacher. <laughs> yeah, um, it was it was pretty explosive between the two of them, um, because Mick was not happy at all, and uh, understandably, I mean, it's like it was a bit stupid, um. Well, I mean, it wasn't a bit. It just was stupid, really, yeah. uh, from Mazepin. And um, it's kind of just things like that, though, Chris. That's what kind of really diminishes it for Mazepin. You know, he had a steady race, and, you know, yes, he was just about to finish behind his teammate, and obviously you want to beat mm-hmm. your teammate. But, I mean, imagine if they crashed right there, right before the yeah. line as well. I mean, it would have just been like <laughs> just the uh, complete joke, wouldn't it? Would have been insane, yeah. Would have. Uh, I wouldn't have been a happy team boss if they crashed there. Oh yeah, I mean Gunther, you know, swears a lot anyway. But goodness, um, oh, God knows how much and many swears he'd be coming out with if that happened. <laughs> but um, <laughs> what we're gonna give Maspin then? Just a C or a D plus or C minus maybe. Yeah, we could just go with that. Yeah. Yeah. Just a bit of a mare race. <laughs> um, yeah, bit, I think bit, a lot, bit. a lot of these guys towards the the back end of the grid, they didn't really capitalise uh, on the on the drama, and a lot of them no. just kind of finished in the same place, and um, not much happened. And it's the same really for Williams, isn't it? Both George Russell and Latifi, uh, back of the kind of finishing order, with George Russell yeah. actually DNFing. So. Oh, did he? Um, yeah, yeah. He, he had oh, a little... Oh, yeah. Yeah, he did, yeah. He pulled in the pits, wasn't it? It Wasn't it at the... Yeah. I think it's at the restart or something like that. Yeah, um, he, yeah. So... Went, which, yeah. I don't think he was that high up the order, though. So... No, he was literally last. Um, I think he maybe even was just in front or behind Latifi. Um, he would almost call him a Saturday Merchant. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> I mean, it's starting to become like a genuine thing now. Um, and you, you know, you wonder maybe a, a race like that was the opportunity for him to maybe just scrape into the, you know, just to get that point. When you think both Alfa Romeos uh, were right on the cusp of, well, yeah. he got one. So he's he's had so many opportunities in that Williams to score points. It's. Uh... But that's a different story. <laughs> yes, yeah, we won't go down that road, that's for sure. But, um, <laughs> do you think, just give them, a, like, two Ds or just... Yeah. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah. And that is that. We have got to the end um, of... It was a, a long, old review, that was, 
of the Azerbaijan Grand Prix, and that's what comes with these chaotic races. Um, you know, it, there's plenty to get through, and um, yeah, we've got there in the end, Chris. But uh, it was a good race, and um, it was, yeah. And hopefully, I mean, you know, this is asking for a lot, but hopefully, we can have something like that in Paul Ricard. I am very, very <laughs> confident we will have nothing like Baku for drama uh, in in France, but one can hope, and uh, that is the next Grand Prix, is this weekend, the beginning of a triple header, God knows how we're going to get podcasts out every single week to review <laughs> and preview, but we'll try and do it somehow, and, um, and yeah, we'll wrap it up at that, thank you very much Chris for joining me today on this one. Thank you for having me. It was a pleasure. No worries. And um, and yeah, we will see you all for the French Grand Prix preview podcast uh, later in this week. Um, it should be out in the next couple of days. And uh, remember to subscribe if you are uh, listening on YouTube. And make sure you follow us on any of your audio platforms. Thank you very much for listening.